Knights HQ is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. G'day and welcome to another edition of Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Thanks to our friends from Maxwell Recruitment and Training, highly skilled labour hire and real world training for engineering and construction labour based right here in the Hunter. Amazing group. We appreciate them being part of it. Speaking of amazing, we've had an amazing time. It's been a load of challenge. We're here on location in camp. We've gone up the New England to try and give the boys the best opportunity they can to get some training in. Because let's be honest, it's been a really strange world we've been living in. But the show rolls on and today's guest is so special. He's been to the nights before and he's back and he's a huge signing. I talk of Dane Gagai, Origin star, grand finalist last year and he's coming to the nights and he's excited about it. I just can't wait to find out why and what drives this amazing rugby league and sports person so our special guest today is Dane Gagai. Thank you so much to everyone who's stuck with us. We've got an exciting year ahead. So let's let it rip. In 2022, the NIB Newcastle Knights are going all in. And we need you to go all in with us. From just $18 a month, you can secure your 2022 full season membership at knightshub.com.au. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Brought to you by our special friends in Maxwell Recruitment and Training. They've been doing construction and engineering labour hire for over 10 years, over a decade. And we love having them as part of our team here at the Newcastle Knights. Speaking of part of our team, I'm pretty easily excited. I'm pretty honest about that. But I'm overly excited about our signing in the off-season back at the Knights. He's a knight to me. It's good to have him back. And he joins us on the podcast. Dane Gagai, g'day. Hey, mate, how you going? Oh, mate, I'm so excited because I know how excited you are to be back because I've been lucky enough to see it. Can you put that into a few words for us? Yeah, obviously um, spent a bit of time in Sydney and uh, met a lot of great people down there and um, lived in a good area, had great neighbours. But um, at the end of the day, when I come to Newcastle in 2012, um, I was really embraced by the town, um, by the people, by the players at the time. And... Mm. um, I really felt like this was home and um, in saying that I bought a place in 2015 uh, when I moved to Sydney and at the end of 2017 I said to the missus I don't want to get rid of this place because whether I finish my career down in Sydney or up north we're always going to move back so um, yeah it was good we got to move back into our house and um, I've got two little boys now and they're absolutely loving it, a bit more space in Newcastle than there is in Sydney <laughs> so um, yeah they're loving it and I'm loving it too. You look good in those colours, Gags. How did it feel the first time back in Knights colours? Yeah, it was actually, um, I come back, done the induction day um, with the boys that were coming back um, after their time off. They had um, played a few more games and then it wasn't until I actually did a, a photo video shoot and I chucked the jersey back on and it just brought back so much um, memories for myself. I got to play, um, like I said, coming through as a young fellow at Brisbane, I've played with some great players in Lockyer and... Um, Justin Hodges and all these type of players and then I come down here and I got to play with um, the great Danny Badiris so now he's on the coaching staff and I'm like oh, fire out <laughs> it's been that long and uh, yeah now playing uh, training with these young boys um, I'm that old bloke now so <laughs> pretty good fiddle the old fella let me ask you this I'll go a different way you're excited but you weren't the only one excited about coming back can you tell us about your kids and how excited they are to be back in Knights Colours yeah, well, I was um, fortunate enough to have um, my first boy in Newcastle and 
Um, he's grown up just absolutely obsessed with rugby league. Um, since the age of two, he's woken up at six o'clock in the morning and um, made my partner put on state of origin replays, footy replays, just anything to do with footy, and she's absolutely off it. But um, <laughs> but this was the first team he got to see me play for. So um, when I come back and said that I was signing back with Newcastle Knights, he came up and said, Dad, are you playing for the red and blue team again? And I said, yeah. And I was like, are you happy? And he goes, yeah, I'm real happy. So that, I don't know, that just made me feel really good about um, the decision. And, and also um, my partner, she grew up here and um, a lot of her friends and um, family is around this area. So it, it just... It just felt right, and um, yeah, I'm very happy with the decision. A couple of points there. You speak about Kelly, your partner. How important is that to get that dynamic right and to make sure that they're comfortable as well? Yeah, it's massive. They, um, she obviously um, uprooted everything. She was managing the Surf House Cafe, and um, she yeah up and left that so we could go to Sydney. And um, when we were down there, it was I was all right because I was hanging around the boys every day and. And then I'd come back home to see my family and I was getting the best of both worlds. But when I was gone, um, we didn't have no family down there or anything. So she's just sitting at home with the kids waiting for, for me to get home. And, um, yeah, that obviously over the course of time can have a big effect on somebody. And she was a long way away from her family then. So um, I guess the decision was also based around, um, I guess, our happiness. And yeah. where we seen ourselves happy was back here in Newcastle. Well, thank you. We're so pleased. No, thanks for having me back. <laughs> no, you are very, very welcome. Let's talk about that decision and the factors. Is there a standout for you? Is there one or two you pick up and go, I knew because of? Yeah, well, when I, um, when I left Newcastle, I haven't really spoken about this to anyone um, except, I guess, my family and, and my partner, but to actually leave the club was... Um, it was one of the biggest decisions I've ever had to make. Because mm-hmm. um, in saying that, when I come from Broncos, they'd let me go. Yeah. And Wayne was here and he, uh, I guess, said all the right things. And, and when he told me about Newcastle, I, I knew nothing about Newcastle except that it was an industrial town and that it was a hard-working, like, blue-collar um, steel city. So when I get invited down here, um, they didn't take me down to Merriweather Beach for a coffee. Or, it was just a fly-in, fly-out. And um, they took me down to, um, I forget what area it was, but anyway, and I went, oh, okay, yep, so this is Newcastle. It wasn't the best part of Newcastle. <laughs> and I was just going, oh, yeah. And then Wayne had a chat to me, and I was like, oh, I'll go play for Wayne. Anyway, f- as soon as I signed, get down here, Bedsy and Howzo, Chris Houston, um, Gidzy, all them boys go, oh, Gags, come for a coffee, we'll go get a feed, we'll go down um, Merriweather Beach. I was like, yeah, sweet. I went down, and I just went, mate. <laughs> I didn't even, I dead set didn't even know you had beaches down here, like dead set. And I went straight up to the, the bloke that had, um, brought me in and I said, look, the next bloke you get assigned, you bring him here. <laughs> you bring him, because the only reason I signed was because he's had rain and he said all the right things to me. But once I got here, mate, I just fell in love with the town, fell in love with the people. And coming back to it, uh, the decision to leave was so hard for me because um, I'd played um, in the last three seasons and we'd had two wooden spoons and we were gone on our third and even in those seasons, we still had 16,000 people turning up to games and, like, the fans were just, like, phenomenal. And I spent, I think it was, like, till 1 o'clock in the morning just driving around and I ended up just going through Macca's because I wanted to get a little ice cream and, and there's this lady and she was just so happy and bubbly saying good day. And I'm like, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> like how are you so chirpy? And I, was, and I just felt like that was Newcastle. Yeah. And 
when I'd made the decision, the hardest thing for me was I remember driving to the game and I'll never forget it. We were going on our third wooden spoon like it was guaranteed. And I remember driving into the stadium and as I'm driving down the street, I seen a dad walking with his Newcastle Knights jersey on and he had his two boys' hands and they both had Newcastle Knights jerseys on. And we just got, that was our third wooden spoon and they were still so supportive. And for me, that was the hardest thing about leaving this place. So when the I had the opportunity to come back, that was a big part of coming back was because that that'll always stay in my mind was the fans here were unbelievable and I just want to be able to I guess repay them. I really appreciate that chair because I can even feel and see here in your voice and and seeing your emotion that it is tight. I, I just want to ask one more. Was there any anywhere in the back of your mind because I know it wasn't some people like Danny Baderas, myself, and other people in the club, Alex McKinnon, really wanted to make sure you got to write a very difficult script that was written at the time. And, and let's be honest, the fans were very outspoken, uh, our members. Is this an opportunity to fix a little bit of that as well for you? Yeah, definitely. I'd, I left on three wooden spoons. Yep. And I've gone on to play in a grand final and I know what that feeling's like and I want that feeling for these these boys here. And in saying that, I guess it wasn't really fair on those boys that were coming through too because... Those guys that were coming through, we were just losing week in, week out, and I guess that's that's all they really knew. And not not that that's an excuse or a reason, but I, I was fortunate enough to come through an era where I was under the players of like Darren Lockyer, mm. Justin Hodges, Joel Yayi, like all these, all these just Sam Thide, Petra Sivanasiva, like all these phenomenal players. So I kind of learnt, but these f- boys come through when we were losing and. Mm. And they just come into the team and it was almost like they're just they're happy to play first grade. But now they're in a different position where they've gone on and played finals. Um, the Safidi boys, Jacob had an unreal season last year. Um, Daniel's obviously an origin rep player. You've got Big Clem there, Frizzell, you got KP. Like, so we've, we've got the team to do it now. So, um, yeah, to rewrite that, um, what I left on is another reason and uh, like you said it was a big ask to try I guess take the club to a position where we were when I left but now these boys have done an unreal job I'm just going to come in and do everything I can to um, yeah, help this team try win a premiership. Leadership's important to you you've already I can see clearly that's something that you're you've gravitated towards how big is that role for you and how important? Yeah I don't really want to be going and trying to say, oh, look, I've played in a grand final, do this and do that. It's just by leading by example. And I, one of the best I've seen do it was um, Jeremy Smith. We we kind of forced him to be captain <laughs> through a period there because he was a bloke. He didn't want any of that responsibility. But without even knowing it, he was our leader, like just through his actions, the way he worked. And so I guess that's something I want to do is just be able to go out, um, train well, and then if the boys ever want a hand with anything, I'll be more than willing to help. But, um, yeah, I'll just be doing everything I can to, um, I guess, be the best version of myself so I don't let this team down. I always love to ask about the coach, and don't worry, he doesn't listen to Knights HQ. <laughs> he doesn't check on the podcast. So be open. What are you impressed with with Adam and what do you see? Yeah, he's very, very passionate um, about this team. Um, and... He's very honest 
that's something that's um, very important for me and that's what I've um, loved in the coaches that I've had in the past and especially um, coming into Origin with Mel Meninga, with Wayne Bennett, they were very honest and they'll just tell you how it is. So then there's no reason or excuse for you to not, I guess, do well. Then it's up to you. So that's something I really like about Adzi is he's got that straight down the line, tell you how it is and then leaves it up to you to, I guess, make sure you do all the right things. So um, in saying that, uh, it took a bit of figuring out, but um, yeah. I guess not only myself being one of the older boys and I guess being a leader, you've got boys like Clem, Frizzell, like all these boys who've played for their country, played rep footy, and they've been doing a great job like leading these young fellas and there's so much great young talent. That's what excites me about this team is I'm, I don't know most of these young fellas, but I'm just watching the way they train and, mate, it definitely gets me excited. Tell me about some of them. Who's, who's whipping around you think, jeez, he's moving good, I'll have to look out for that fella. Well, there's a young bloke, um, Dill, who plays on the wing, but he's a strong thing, he's fit as all hell. And then um, you've obviously got Badman Best, who's put a, already put a stamp on the NRL, but um, you, you just got a lot of these young blokes, like um, you got Phoenix, um, Texas played a couple of games, but they've obviously got the physical attributes. Now it's just about learning the game, and I just feel like, um, yeah, I'm going to do what I can to try help in that and then we've also got young Cliff here and yeah. um, it's just a good mix of um, young blokes and more I guess older blokes and um, experience and not so much experience so um, yeah but there's a few young lads getting around that are lifting some big weights and <laughs> running some good times so now it's just about getting the footy part right because physically there's some impressive athletes here. Also got a lot of old boys around the place. We're, we're in camp at the moment. We've had to go into camp to, to get away for a while and see if we can get some training in with all the distractions that COVID's thrown at you. One of the great things about camp is storytelling and story time. Uh, the great Andrew Johns has been around. He's been holding court. He, what's it like to see Joey around the place? Yeah, mate, it's awesome. I've obviously had a few little um, caught up with him here and there, but to be actually be able to, I guess, be in an environment where I can talk to him about footy and um, the, I guess like even myself like I'm still learning and um, having a bloke like him here like he's an absolute legend of the game and he's um, having him here to be able to ask him questions for myself on like certain things he sees and cues so I can better my game mate it's just it's, it's one of those things and then like I said we've got Danny Badiris here too he's, he's just got a good balance throughout the whole club and um, yeah, I'm just really excited to play that first game. I loved it today watching out at training and Joey's walking through and standing with Kalen Ponga and Danny's passing the ball and it's like you can see the old merging into the new. I just got so excited. Do, do you feel the same? Mate, I felt the same and then we we do a drill where you don't turn your shoulders out and it's about halves playing in the line and he just gave a demonstration on like what they should be doing and he ended up making like three blokes like four for his, like he just line breaks every time and I was like mate you sure you don't want to grab another jersey yeah. and get you another contract surely there's something there <laughs> Let, let's <laughs> yeah, start love. that campaign right here on Knights <laughs> HQ Danny Badiris you're fit enough to play again we're gonna and just register him before <laughs> <And> Joey <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit worried about Joey's neck but other than that no nah, he can just play in a dinner suit he can okay. just kick into corners ball plays I like <laughs> in it a dinner suit <laughs> hey tell me something that you've learnt 
that you bring back now after that? You know, you put it at the grand final experience and your wonderful performance in Origin. What does Dane Gagai now say that he can bring to the Newcastle Knights in 2022? For me, the biggest thing is, um, I guess, the team chemistry and um, the connection within the players. Because um, I think a big part of it and a long way for us being successful um, when I was at South was the closeness of the group and um, some certain things we had been through together. Mm. And um, I was just going to try create that. Um, don't want to force it, but just create situations where we all get together, we create that bond and that closeness. Because at the end of the day, when you care so much about someone, whether it be in footy or just in life in general, you don't want to let that person down. And that goes a long way to transferring onto the football field. If you care so much about someone, mm. when you take that football field, you don't want to let that person down. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to try create relationships and bonds with a lot of these boys and, um, yeah, hopefully that shows when we take the field. Not only on the field but off the field, I already feel your passion. I mean, you, you didn't have to come in and do that photo shoot and but we said it was for members and you were straight away in there and it was a long day doing it. You Also, just before I go there, it also had your tonsils there. Can we walk this journey for a little bit? Would you mind if we shared yeah, a bit no, of this? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so having your tonsils out as an adult is a pretty big operation, but yours was even bigger because uh, it was uh, a number of years through pain and through illness before you had them out. Yeah, well, it was, um, it was funny. There was always this facade on, um, through origin time, like, oh, someone's gotten sick and they're just trying to pull the wool over the eyes and they're trying to play mind games. But I was genuinely sick. Like, say, my tonsils every year would flare up and um, especially coming into, like, around winter time and things like that. Mm. So I got tonsillitis when I was about 10 years old. I started getting it, um, maybe even a little bit younger. But, um, yeah, every year they just flare up and go bad. And um, when I'd got them taken out, I spoke to the surgeon and he said, mate, I can't believe you've been doing this for so long. And I was like, oh, what, just having them in there? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, um, well, what's wrong with me? And he goes, oh, well, when I cut them open, they were full of pus. And I was just thinking, oh, okay, they're like, how, how long has that been for? I was thinking like maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And he goes, mate, that probably would have been about 15 years to 20 <laughs> years that they were filled. So it was just a trigger. So whenever I was feeling run down, my immune system would just trigger them off and then it just release into my bloodstream and then I'll just oh, yeah. get super crook and and so <laughs> that origin I was actually in hospital and I was on a drip because I'd got it the week leading into origin so I had to try to get week uh, ready in seven days so they put me in hospital and I was on a drip trying to get my body right again and um, yeah I got them taken out so um, I was speaking to one old bloke here who got his taken out at this age and he said in 40 years he hasn't gotten crook with a sore throat ever again since uh fingers crossed that's the situation now wow so you park you, you go before christmas you and you, you lost a fair bit of weight you're busting to train then COVID hits and we can't do a lot of things how are you now we're middle of january how you feeling mate i'm feeling good now i was uh the first week back i was i knew i was going to be uh, i guess a little bit behind in strength and things like that but i think a benefit for me is i've been doing this long enough now to get my body right and I think when I come back I struggled on the bench I struggled um, running all that sort of stuff and that's just because having the tonsils out having a bit of time off not being, a, being able to come back and train and um, my body was just not ready for the mm. <laughs> initial thing but they've eased me back into it and now I'm back where I want to be so I'm feeling strong and fit again and um, ready to take that field. 
So we go that to that photo shoot, and I remember myself and Danny Baderas phoned you and said, "Look, would you come in on your time off?" You said, "Yeah, no problem." Uh, and when we said it was for a member shoot and it was for the fans, you went up a level. I felt, and you went no, absolutely, and you stayed there and did it. All. What is that connection, and what does it mean to you, mate? That's a, it. Just comes back to what I said before, like that that image. Like I. I Remember that image like it was yesterday mm. of seeing that dad walk with his two kids and, and now being a father myself. I had I had a son at the time, but now I've got the two boys and that'll just be with me forever. That's something that I'll never forget. And um, at the end of the day, they come to support us and they were supporting us in a time where we weren't going too good. <laughs> like yeah. we're wooden spoons aren't... Uh, I guess the most popular thing going around but yeah. at the end of the day like I said we had more fans turning up to support us than other clubs did that were um, not making the top eight but doing a lot better than us and that's something that like I'll never forget and that's why I absolutely love love this town and um, why I love Newcastle and what, why I want to be so successful here. I do your deal. We'll get those boys in their Knights jerseys, hey? We'll organise that for you and get some Knights gear and then we'll take that photo of you walking down the street. And then you can look back on it in 20 years and say that was your turn. Yeah, that'll be that right. a good deal. <laughs> yeah, like sounds that. Good, sounds good. Now, before I let you go, because it's been a great chat, also equally passionate about your community, the Indigenous family that you have, and the broader family. We're going to see a lot of you doing some cultural stuff, being involved in the community. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, like I said, I've learnt a lot of things, and um, one thing I learnt um, with in the Redfern area, it's a very strong Indigenous um, community and um, the amount of support they've got. But I, I feel like that's no different to here. So um, I'm going to, yeah, be getting involved in whatever I can to help the community. And um, I'm really proud of my heritage. And um, if there's some other young Indigenous bloke out there that I can inspire and not not to just go play footy if he wants to go on to be a doctor or yeah. anything like that then I'm going to do whatever I can to to help that. We're so excited about our Indigenous programs this season you'll be the face of a lot of those so we're excited by that. I'm going to leave you with this question it won't, might not be round two in competition but you get to put that Knights jersey on and go down that tunnel onto McDonald Jones Stadium you look out at the Andrew John stand have you thought of that moment and what comes to mind when you think of it? To be fair with you, I haven't haven't thought about that moment once. All my focus has been on coming back into here, getting as fit, strong, and learn as much as I can of what the coaches want from the team, what they want from me, and being as ready as I can. So when that moment does come, that I'm going to be the best player I can be for this club and, and for this town. You'll be brilliant. Before I let you go, I'm excited, the town's excited, the team's excited, but there's someone over and above us that was extremely excited to hear you, Dries signed. He was here when you left. In fact, he's probably been here since 1988. He kicked the first ball. The great Johnny Thomas. Mate. <laughs> tell us about your relationship with JT. Tell you what, he was another big reason I come back. Um, he, uh, um, JT's an absolute legend of this club, and yeah. I remember when, um, when I first come here, and he would tell you he's always picking up after me and <laughs> cleaning up. And when I signed to go away, he said, he's going to look after you. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> it's all right. I've got a partner now. So <laughs> not that she's there for that, but, um, yeah, I think I'll be all right. But he, he's just – we've had this relationship where 
Um, I met his grandsons there, obviously, all grown up now, and um, they were ball boys for me, and um, we'd always have this little competition at the end of training. And I know my odds weren't great, but um, I knew how much he loved his chocolates. Um, yeah. So he's... How old's Tom O'Neill? It'd be about 70... Yeah, I'm saying 88. No, 78. Yeah, 70s. In the 70s. In the 70s, but yeah. So I'd go 10 metres back from right on the sideline. If I got the kick, he owed me a block of chocolates. <laughs> and if I missed it, I owed him a block. So I missed a lot of kicks. So <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised he's still running around and he's fit. But I think that's what keeps him so fit. He eats his chocolates. But, mate, I remember seeing him in his 70s, sitting back after the boys kicking goals and... He was kicking balls back for boys, organising. Mate, he's he's just an absolute legend of the club. So he tells you that the chocolate and the sugar, and there's plenty of that going in, is what keeps him ticking. Not those veggies. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't believe in veggies. <laughs> he doesn't like them. <laughs> Although I'm saying that kids eat your veggies. Eat your veggies, absolutely. <laughs> Gags, I'm so excited. Thanks for choosing us. We appreciate that, and good luck in 2022. It's going to be great. Thanks for having me, and I can't wait. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we've got five more questions that we grill all of our guests here on Side the Break. I'll grill gags. The all-new 2022 Knights Home and Away jerseys are on sale now. Head to shop.newcastleknights.com.au to secure yours now. Welcome back. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. They are specialists in labour, hire, engineering and construction. They've been doing it over 10 years. I think something like 210,000 hours alone they've saved. They're just brilliant. So thanks for being part of our podcast. We're very excited. There is a little five questions that I'd like to ask our guests. Before we do that, we haven't cut the budget. Philip hasn't said we haven't got any more money. We're not in the studio. We're on location in camp in the bubble. Gags, what are the five questions? I just want to ask, have we got some good-sized eaters in here? Who's, who are you picking up that's been good in camp? Mate, I'll tell you who I was very surprised by was uh, old Cliffo, Jake Clifford. Jake Clifford. Yeah, so uh, I've given him the nickname Big Hole now because, <laughs> mate, his, I seen his plate the other day was like a little mountain and for a bloke that's not that big, yeah. mate, I'll tell you what, he can put some food away. Be careful, Clifford. catches up with you late in life. You put it on early and then it stays <laughs> there. So there's a good bit of insight. We're, we're going to ask a few more questions for you because we ask our uh, – Yes, each time we have the Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Five, fast five, fast feet, fast, fast five. So, Gags, uh, what's your favourite place to go to in Newcastle? My favourite place to go to in Newcastle would be down at Merriweather Beach. Yeah, where they should yeah. have taken you instead of the yeah, industrial Yeah, they should area. have taken me the first time. <laughs> <laughs> favourite movie? Favourite, uh, Remember the Titans. Why is that? What do you like? Um, uh, I love Denzel Washington as an actor, but then just the whole moral of that movie mm. um the whole racism the team coming together yeah. and being successful and yeah just a lot of that stuff he could nearly play you actually denzel washington would that be okay oh that'd be right that'd be perfect <laughs> yeah favorite drink favorite drink um probably have to be just a coffee i'm being honest what do you take what type of coffee just flat white uh I've, I've been drinking long blacks with just a bit of cream in it oh yeah yeah. yeah, so mixing it up a bit. A bit of the yeah. eastern suburbs of Sydney. No, so no, no, no. I actually got it from here. From so, here? Yeah. Badaris. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's latte almost. Yeah. You're the first person ever on the podcast not to mention Steel City as their favourite drink because they think you get free product, but he doesn't give out anything. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> tight us. What about a hero growing up? Who did you look up to? My old man. Yeah. He was, he was my, uh, grew up watching him play footy and um, not too many young people probably re- – Remember him, but um, Kevin Campion, mm. um, 
Randall Saylor. I remember walking through uh, walking through a shopping centre and Kevin Campion pulled up and said g'day to my old man and then he turned to me and asked if I was as good as my dad and for me that moment I was like, oh, this is an NRL player saying this about my old man like, and it just kind of um, reassured me that, uh, yeah, this was my my bloke I looked up to and yeah. um, my hero. Because you grew up in Mackay, right? Yeah, yeah, I grew yeah. up in Mackay and then had Rindle Saylor um, mention that he looked up to my old man because he, he was from Serena. Uh-huh. So yeah. when my dad was playing in Mackay and he was watching my old man, he said my old man was a legend and I'm like, mate, this has come from Rindle Saylor. That's so, special. That's really um, cool. But then, yeah, as in footy-wise, yeah, him and then um, my mum, just both my parents, my mum sacrificed so much, yeah. made sure I turned up to everything and here I am because of them. So, Have you got a health and fitness philosophy brought to you by Balance Collective? A health and fitness philosophy? Yeah, do you have something you like to tell you, whether it's your kids or kids you see in the street? Yeah, um, you, you can always go further than what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always, I always have battles with myself out on the football field. You get tired and even in training and things like that. And I'll, I don't know it sounds weird, but I'll start sledging myself and Good. saying how weak I am and like just to keep going. And you always find that you can go for a lot longer than what you actually think. So, um, yeah, the mind's a pretty powerful thing. So I think you've lived that well and truly. Dane Gagoy, thanks for joining us. I know we've had a few false starts to get this done with COVID. I know you've been keen to speak to our members and our fans. Enjoy the journey back at the Newcastle Knights and uh, just watch that chocolate with JT, hey? Not too much. Yeah, no, I'll make sure I'll keep missing. <laughs> <laughs> Dane Gagoy, our special guest today. Thanks for joining us. Check out wherever you get your podcast. You'll get it anywhere. It's Apple, Spotify. We're not hard to find. You'll find us. Our website's always a great place to download as well. Look out for Level Up. It'll be coming very shortly, so check your inboxes and check out your social media. Please stay patient. Yeah, we've had to go away again, but we're coming back. And as soon as we can, we're playing at McDonald Jones Stadium this season. Thank you to our members who've jumped on board and everyone who is part of our nights. We're, uh, we're ready to rock and roll in 2022, and we appreciate your support. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Don't stop listening here. Listen to the entirety of Knights HQ Season 1 at newcastleknights.com.au and don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen.